The Craig Folly Show on Deadline Detroit is sponsored by James Oliver Coffee Company at jamesolivercoffee.com. James Oliver is a second-generation family-owned and Detroit-based coffee roaster, offering 19 different blends of freshly roasted coffee. The company pioneered link temperature roasting, and they source the best beans from around the world to create an outstanding coffee experience, no matter which beans you choose. To start, try the alma mater blend. James Oliver Coffee gives $5 for each bag of its alma mater blend to the Detroit Public Schools Foundation. And don't forget, use the promo code CFSHOW, that's CFSHOW, to get 15% off your first order. James Oliver Coffee, available at select grocery stores in Metro Detroit and, of course, at jamesolivercoffee.com. Remember, use the promo code CFSHOW to get 15% off your first order. That's jamesolivercoffee.com. You know what? Leave that on for a second. Oh, that's a great call. And with that call... With that call, I am going to begin the Craig Folly Show here on Deadline Detroit. My friend Pat Bachelor is here. And, of course, over Zoom, we are watching highlights or lowlights, I should say, of yesterday's Detroit Lions game against the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field. And, yes, plenty of lowlights. Uh, Pat, last week, first of all, welcome back. It's always a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Pat, of course, is the morning anchor at WDET, and he and I have been talking about the Lions for several years now, and usually commiserating after a loss. And like I said, last week was one of those where we uh, snatched defeat from the jaws of victory in, in, in truly Lions fashion. This was a more regular type of Lions loss in which they just got their butt kicked by a much superior team, and the Lions didn't help themselves because they made all kinds of stupid mistakes throughout the whole day, and it all started with this one period at the end of the second quarter which <clears throat> frustrating to watch because I, I walked out of the house to do some yard work for like five minutes I was going to come right back in I was just basically getting the garbage out to the curb and by the time I came back the Packers had scored and I was like wait wait what how how did this happen um and then the second half was just atrocious the, the Packers clearly are a great team but this is the NFL you need to at least be competitive against those teams and the Lions were not competitive yesterday at all no, they really weren't. And uh, I mean, they were for uh, maybe a, like almost the first half. Um, and then things, uh, the wheels just fell off. Uh, I wasn't terribly surprised by that either. I mean, like you said, Green Bay is a very good team. Uh, all the things that uh, you just described uh, in great detail uh, around my house, we just call it Sunday. But, uh, you know, <laughs> That's, uh, no, it, it, it was, uh, I suppose it was a little disheartening uh, if you have any, uh, you know, real uh, vested rooting interest uh, in the Lions and, and hoping that after 57 years of uh, running on the hamster wheel that they might finally uh, find a way to uh, solve that problem. But, uh, you know, there, there, were, there were a few good moments here and there. Uh, the, the one thing that I seemed to take away from it was that uh, 
Matt Prater probably isn't as reliable from 50 plus yards out on field goals as he was before. Uh, he's uh, missed a couple of uh, couple of long ones uh, in the last couple of weeks. Of course, that might also be the fact that he didn't have any practice because uh, there were no preseason games, and he's not the only kicker who's been struggling. Um, but you know, the the running game uh, is you know. Uh, still a, a weak spot. I mean, I think they had amassed uh, maybe something like uh, 80 yards in the first half, which is not bad. Uh, but they ended, I think, with 85 yards, uh, yeah. which is not good. <laughs> that is bad. Um, Matthew Stafford had another troublesome game. Uh, he gave up a sack uh, when he, you know, could have thrown the ball away. Uh, we saw that happen last week, and then that ugly pick six uh, that uh, you know led to uh, uh, another touchdown for uh, for the Packers, who I think are still scoring. Uh, the last, well, uh, the last look, I looked. Two but, weeks, they've got 42 points in each of these games. I mean, that's that's a good offense. I don't care what anybody says. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah feasts on the Lions uh, did so yesterday. I mean, he clearly is one of the top five quarterbacks in the league. I mean, there's no getting around that. And boy, does, you know, I, I'm, I know when Aaron Rodgers retires and they put his highlight reel on there, it's going to be about 50% Lions highlights um, because he has just destroyed us for as long as he's been the starter in, in Green Bay. I mean, it, it, and this is a tradition that goes back a long time, back to Bart Starr. I mean, <laughs> Packers quarterbacks, whether it's Don Mikowski, Bart Starr, uh, Brett Favre, uh, you know, and Aaron Rodgers. I mean, they all, they all destroy the Lions. Yeah. And uh, I don't think it's going to get, uh, I don't think it's going get, to get better anytime soon. They've got a tough game next week uh, on the road uh, against Arizona. Uh, then, uh, then they come home uh, after that. I mean, uh, this is, you know, the, the, the question becomes, you know, now what? Uh, well, Amy, Pat, let me, let me, let's talk about that for just a second, because look, they are now 0-2. But worse than that, they are 0-2 in the division. Um, so they're already two games back in the division to the Packers. Yes, technically you can make that ground up if you win those games again later. But it's, it's not likely, um, given the way that they're playing. The lack of discipline that I have seen on this team, those penalties that they took towards the end of the first half were incredibly stupid penalties. Matt Stafford not throwing the ball away and taking that sack at the one-yard line. Um, you know, holding calls to keep the clock, to stop the clock for Green Bay. And, of course, Aaron Rodgers is going to take advantage of that. But there, there's a lack of discipline on this team that Matt Patricia was supposed to fix. Remember, he was the guy that was going to tighten the ship and run it the way that Bill Belichick ran it. And the guy's record is now 9-24-1 and as head coach of the Lions. It's, we've seen a lot and, and already – in week two, we're seeing rumblings of whether or not he's on the hot seat. That does not help a team ever. And I'm not suggesting they shouldn't fire him, but if you're going to do it, you might as well think about doing it now because this team's not going anywhere. No, it's not. And, you know, uh, it. what they do after this uh, remains to be seen. I mean, I, I don't have much confidence that after 57 years, uh, the uh, ownership – uh, of the Lions is going to, I mean, you could fire Matt Patricia, but then what? Who are you going to hire? Uh, who's going to be better? You know, I mean, I, I, I honestly believe that if you put, uh, if you took a hundred random first names, wrote them on paper, put them in a hat, and then wrote a hundred random last names, put them in another hat, 
and then picked one of each and put them together, the combination would have as much chance of uh, taking the Lions to the Super Bowl as any coach currently working in the NFL, which is zero. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Throw darts. Yeah, you know, hey, how about you? You, you could be the coach of the Lions. You know, I mean, it's just, um, you know, yeah, it's it, – it, the, the other thing I think it, it probably – we probably ought to get out of the way right now is that uh, the Patriots way, uh, which I guess the Lions were trying to uh, capture with uh, Matt Patricia and uh, uh, Pat Quinn is – or Bob Quinn – is that uh, there's no such thing. It's not the Patriots way. It's Belichick. That's it. It's yeah. Bill Belichick, and, period. And I believe they are 2-0 again. With, with, with Cam Newton, who's a completely different quarterback than Tom Brady, yeah. uh, who did pretty well uh, himself uh, yesterday uh, in a bounce-back uh, win uh, for uh, Tampa Bay. You know, I mean, it just you – know, without those two guys, it doesn't work anywhere else. It's not just Matt Patricia. You look at the history of uh, Belichick assistants who've gone on to head coaching jobs. Romeo Cornell was not good. Charlie Weiss, Notre Dame, was not good. Uh, Josh McDaniel uh, was not good. I mean – I think Mike Vrabel's doing okay uh, in Tennessee, but, you know, it's just, you know, it, it, it doesn't translate. There's really no such thing. You don't, you don't become good just by being in the presence of someone who's good. There's, there's no osmosis there. You either, you either have that ability or you don't. And I think, I think it's pretty clear that the, the, the folks who are in charge don't. Um, so, and, and well, and, and for me, I mean, again, it, it shows to me in the lack of discipline, um, you know, the fact that you can make these stupid kinds of mental mistakes uh, time and time again at crucial points in the games, you know, and they're always at pressure points where you've got a lot riding on on whether or not you stay disciplined. Um, you know, there was one point where uh, the Packers were getting ready to punt on, I believe, like a fourth and seven. Uh, they originally thought they were going to go for it, but then they, they line up in the or no, actually, they lined up to go for it thinking that they were going to be able to get the Lions to go off sides. Then it would have been fourth and two. They would have gone for it for sure and probably gotten it. And he almost got him. They knew exactly what he was doing. And, of course, you know, uh, he's great with the hard counts and getting guys to, to go off sides. But you could see the line. They almost bit a couple of times. And you knew he was just running the clock out. And all they got to do is stand still and not jump the count here. And he almost got him. And I was like, okay, these guys should be standing there like, you know, just don't move. And and they couldn't do it. They, they and I just that's on coaching to me. And, and I don't know what else to say about it other than that I, I'm losing faith rapidly in Mr. Patricia. Uh, last year, I, I you know injuries to Stafford, you know losing missing half the season. That was not good. Um, you know, and Kenny Galladay's not out there right now, so that's a big target for Matthew Stafford. That's not playing for him. But at the same time, other teams overcome that stuff, and they just seem to be better prepared for these pressure moments. Oh yeah, absolutely. And you know, you got to win in those moments. And uh, I never really had much faith in Matt Patricia to begin with. Uh, you know, I, I didn't think that was a, a oh, the great pencil behind pilot. the air didn't do it for you. No, it didn't really. I, you know, I just, it was a gimmick and that, uh, and that was it. Um, but you know, again, uh, we'll just, we'll just have to see, uh, 
you know, what happens from here? Uh, I know that uh, I read one columnist who said the season is effectively over. Well, no, it's well, not. I, I, mean, I believe was, that was Carlos at the Free Press, was it not? Uh, I think it was actually, I think it was his colleague, Sean Windsor. Oh, okay. Uh, well, either way, the Free Press that. has been suggesting that the Lions season is over after week two, just about every single year that they play. Yeah, it's not. I mean, there is, you know, there's 14 games left, uh, I think. Is it Yes, there are. 14? There are. Right. So, you know, it's... it's By week can't come soon enough. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, uh, you know, it's just, yeah, I, I'm, I, I just don't like these kind of losses because they're boring. You know, I mean, if, if you're going to lose, find a way to entertain me at least. Usually like, you know, they do. Yeah. <laughs> like, find an week. entertaining way to lose, you know. Um, well, and, and that, that was the thing. I mean, last year was sort of like this fool's gold that we had because the Lions did have a whole bunch of fourth quarter leads. They were competitive in games against teams like the Chiefs, right? And and they yeah. were, you know, they should have won that game and they should have won that game in Arizona that went to that they ended up tying in overtime. There were a lot of things that could have gone differently last year with just a couple bit different things. But this year, we didn't have the refs in Green Bay to blame for the loss like we did this time last year uh, when they actually did cost the Lions on a couple of costly. Uh, plays that gave Aaron Rodgers new life that he of course takes advantage of we didn't have that this time this was just an old-fashioned butt kicking one other thing uh and you may have mentioned it already uh I think the Lions sacked uh Aaron Rodgers once I think yeah. Uh, yeah. during the game and that was the only time they got to him yeah I mean he was he got hit maybe I twice watched, all game yeah I watched just how much time he had back there in the pocket. He could have made a sandwich, you know? I mean, well, it, and, and not just that, I mean, give a guy like that, that kind of time, because he will decimate you. That's two weeks. The defensive line has gotten almost zero pressure on the quarterback. Uh, and they also can't stop the run. I mean, they, how many yards did they give up yesterday? Uh, something like that. Let me, uh, let me see. I if mean, I a lot. Find... That's usually got yes. the stats right up there. Yes. Uh, a lot. And, and, and that's stuff that eats clock, makes your defense tired. You can't come back from that. I mean, after a while, you get beat down like that. It's just, you know, it's demoralizing, uh, and you have no energy. 488. 488 yards rushing? Uh, no, 488 oh, totally yards, yards total. Yeah. Okay, that's a college uh, 259 game. 259 yards rushing. That's, that's a college game. Those are college numbers. That's like Michigan versus, you know, Middle Tennessee State kind of numbers. That's just not acceptable in the NFL. No, it's not. And, and I'm know, the one that's being negative today. Normally, it's you who is the glass half empty guy. I'm definitely the glass is three quarters empty and draining fast. Yeah. Uh, There's I a mean, hole in this bucket. Yeah. When you're averaging seven and a half yards a play, I mean, you can pretty much do anything you want. Um, and they did. Yeah, they did, actually. Uh, and, you know, the, the, the Lions, I mean, they rolled up some yardage, 307. That's not great. But, you know, if, if uh, Kenny Galladay is supposed to be back, uh, perhaps, for the Arizona game, uh, that would certainly help Matthew Stafford, give him that, you know, big target that uh, he's been lacking. It's the defense is the big well, problem or lack thereof. Well, and see, and Galladay back in the game, I mean, look, the Lions offense has shown me some things this year already. I mean, they, you know, Adrian Peterson looks like he, he may have something in the tank still and he can get you those tough yards when you need them, which is important mm -hmm. on the ground. Uh, but TJ Hawkinson at tight end is looking like he's going to be a great player. Uh, and, you know, you get Kenny Galladay to take some of that pressure off him out there. He's going to be wide open a lot more often than, than not. Um, so, I mean, they have potential here and I don't want to give up on the season because frankly, I got, you know, 15 more weeks of this crap. Um, but I'm likely, and I, and I do watch. I'm stupid that way. I continue to watch the Lions on Sundays. Oh, sure, um, we do too. And so, I mean, there, it's not 
all hope is lost. They have not been shellacked 30 to nothing. I mean, they did put up 21 points on a pretty good team um, who had the ball most of the second half, so it's hard to score when you don't have the damn ball. Right. But, I mean, Green Bay, you got to win these division games, and if you don't, you know, you're just playing for mediocrity. Yeah, exactly. And you especially got to win the ones at home. I mean, the, the, the loss to the Bears was was Atrocious. bad enough, but the fact that it was at home, I mean, you know, you, you got you to gotta beat your division rivals and you absolutely have to beat them at home. And, and it was weird. If you were ever going to win a game at Lambeau Field, you know, it's okay. We get lucky on the draw. We get a September game in Lambeau. It's 67, 68 degrees or whatever it was yesterday. Perfect day and no crowd, no fans in the stands. You know, you take advantage, you take home field advantage away almost in that regard uh, because Lambeau is great when it's inhospitable, cold and nasty fans out there. None of that was there yesterday and the Lions still couldn't, couldn't uh, make anything happen really. No. Well, they'll get a chance uh, to uh, try to, you know, uh, get even on December 13th, but who knows if they'll even have any wins by then. They might. Well, they, could might be, they could be in spoiler mode at that point, right? You know? Right. But then again, right. it does – look, it looks like Green Bay is the cream of this division. Um, we didn't see much from Minnesota yesterday. Uh, they did not look too good. And um, so they are now 0-2 as well. And uh, so it's going to be the Lions and the Vikings duking it out for last place. It's entirely possible because the Packers seem to be the cream of the crop out here and look like they might be ready for a repeat to go to the playoffs uh, and, and the championship game again this year. So far, but again, you know, it's a, it's a long season uh, and they didn't have a preseason. So injuries uh, that, uh, you know, are, are certainly something we have to watch for, not just with the Lions, but with every team, because nobody had a preseason. Nobody had uh, those uh, exhibition games to work out kinks. Um, so, you know, yeah, well, some I, teams I think clearly have fewer kinks than the Lions. Uh, I, I think you're right. I think that uh, Green Bay uh, certainly does look like uh, a legitimate contender. Um you know, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll just see what happens there. Well, I mean, in the short term, uh, it, it seems to me that the drumbeat for Patricia's firing is just going to get louder in the media and amongst the fans. Now, granted, you know, uh, the one thing that was missing from that home opener uh, last week when the Lions were stinking up the joint at the end of the game was the booing home crowd. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm like, you know, at what point do the silver or do oh. the Ford field people sit there and go, uh, do we pipe in some boos here just to show our, our disappreciation for what is happening out here right now? Oh, oh, there were boos. All right. <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah, they were just, just coming from there home. in the stadium. Oh no, I can right. hear them in right. my neighborhood. Exactly. I had the windows open last week and you hear people going, you can hear people down the street like, Oh, no way. And it's, it's, it's kind of funny watching the neighborhood respond to these sorts of things, but Anyway, all right, Pat. Well, uh, in the meantime, oh, hey, wanted to ask you about this. Ron Gardenhire stepping down as Tigers manager unexpectedly on Saturday, uh, having some sort of health problems. He did not disclose really what was going on uh, other than he's got some hand tremors, and I hope it's not something worse um, than, than that. But um, it is very unusual for a manager just to step down in the middle. Of, well, it is the end of the season, but at the same time, um, you know, he had a he had a tough job here in Detroit trying to sort of rebuild this thing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he was in a he was in a difficult position. Uh, I think uh, he knew that, uh, and I think that uh, he you know he understood what his role was: uh, provide some clubhouse stability uh, for uh, the uh, veterans uh, interacting with younger players coming in. Um, they had so many injuries last year. I mean, they weren't they weren't a great team last year anyway. But with all the injuries that they had, you know, ending up 
what, losing 113 games or something like that, 114. Um, you know, the, the things improved a bit this year. I mean, there's, it looks like they're still going to end up with a, a, a losing record, won't make the playoffs. Uh, the first month or so was uh, actually pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, injuries did catch up with them uh, again, uh, and uh, uh, we, we've seen that in the lineup and uh, also uh, in, the, uh, in the pitching. Yeah, it, it, it was surprising, especially since there's only one more week left to go in the season anyway. But I think he was probably on his way out. Uh, this was the end of the uh, three-year contract that he had uh, signed, and I don't think that uh, I read anything about an extension. Usually uh, they, they have that wrapped up by now if, uh, if they're going to bring somebody back. So I think they were probably going to be looking for another manager. Um, my wife's going to miss him uh, because uh, he, uh, he resembles a gnome. <laughs> and, you know, my, my wife is big into gnomes. So, you know, but he had a great personality. I, uh, I only interviewed him a couple of times. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, he, he, he seemed like he uh, had a pretty good sense of humor. Uh, like uh, he really enjoyed the game of, uh, of baseball. But, yeah, if, uh, if your health is on the line, uh, you know, you, you know, you need to take care of yourself. Lloyd McClendon's uh, taking over uh, for the rest of the season um, and maybe one of the leading candidates uh, for the permanent job next year. Um, you know, he has managerial experience. He's been with the team uh, for, this is his 15th season, I think, uh, mm-hmm. as a coach. He came in with Jim Leland. Yep. Um, you know, they may look to somebody else. Um like well, uh, outside the organization, Don Kelly, maybe, or uh, uh, or I've heard, I've seen AJ Hinch's name mentioned, but I I don't see that happening. Well, I, I, I mean, the, the bonus of, of this, though, and and I, I appreciate the fact if Gardenhire knew he was going to retire anyway, and um, you've got a few games less in the season, you give the Tigers a leg up on some other teams so they can start their scouting a little bit before the coaching carousel, you know, uh, opens up. Which yeah, at the end of the season is when teams make these decisions. They can at least start their targeting now and focus on who they want to interview for this and maybe get a leg up on a couple of teams. I don't know, but yeah. we shall see. Anyway, I liked Rodden Gardenhire. I thought he was a great manager. He's had a hell of a career. I mean, what he did in Minnesota was amazing, and I think he has made progress with these young Tigers uh, in this last year especially, and they seem to enjoy playing the game, and that's a reflection, I think, on the manager. So, And that may be another reason why they go with Gardenhire, uh, or they could promote from within. Oh, you mean uh, McClendon? McClendon. Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. Lloyd McClendon. That's exactly who I meant. Um, because he has that familiarity. He's been involved with uh, the uh, development process. Uh, or they could, you know, if he does, you know, if, if they don't hire him, but if they want to stay internal, um, Ramon Santiago is a possibility. He's their third base coach. Uh, usually third base coach is a stepping stone to a managerial gig. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, like I said, I, I don't see AJ Hinch uh, or Alex Cora uh, or Carlos Beltran or anyone else who is involved in that uh, Astro scandal. Um, but then again, you just never know. It depends on, uh, uh, you know, it just depends on, uh, you know, if, 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 if the Tigers don't hold that against him, uh, Hinch would be a good uh, uh, possibility because, you know, he did develop the Astros organization, which several years ago was in pretty much the same position the Tigers were in oh, right yeah. now. They were, and they were I am, pretty awful. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm so sad about Justin Verlander. You know, uh, needing Tommy John surgery. Uh, he's 37. Uh, you know, at this late in the season, I don't see him pitching next year. No, um, maybe, I, you know what? Maybe toward the end. He's he's not good. He shouldn't try to do a Roger Clemens here. Um, you know, it's one of these things that I think that just you've got a World Series title. 
yeah, albeit it's a little bit marred. Um, but you've got what three no hitters. Um, yeah. yeah, that's a hell of a career. You were the dominant pitcher for a decade, and um, maybe it's just time to retire. He got a good life. So, uh, yeah, okay, and he seems yeah. like a pretty good guy. And, and I mean, Hey, he could be a coach. You never know. I mean, if he wants to stay in the game, I'm sure that there are some people that would give him a look. Uh, and I don't know in the meantime, Hey, he's got a sweet place out in California from what I understand. <laughs> go yeah. enjoy it. Or, 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 you know, he could go, uh, maybe, uh, the John Smoltz or, uh, Dennis Eckersley route and become a closer. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, if, you know, I mean, if, if he does, if he doesn't have, you know, he's certainly got the material, you know, uh, as far as his, uh, as far as pitching is concerned, Tommy John, you know, a guy who's coming back, you know, in 2022, he's 39, uh, you know, maybe he's not a frontline starter anymore, but you know, if he pitches a couple of innings as a Tigers as a, always need a closer. A closer. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. All right. Well, we're going to have to wrap it up there now uh, for today, Pat, but I appreciate it. Uh, we'll check in again next week. And like I said, the bye week can't get here soon enough for these lions. Um, they need all the help they can get. And sometimes not playing is the best thing uh, in the world out there. And in the meantime, we've got what another, what three weeks before we start seeing big 10 football. When's that going to begin? Uh, October 24th is wow. the uh, first weekend of play. Wow. Okay. So, so we got a lot of time left. So, um, well, Right. And I think that gives them enough time. Uh, you know, that, that, that's plenty of time, a month, uh, not only to prepare, but also if things go south, uh, no pun intended, yeah. uh, with, uh, uh, with uh, COVID-19 in some of the conferences that are playing or if a state's coach uh, tested positive, uh, you know, the, the Big Ten still has plenty of time to pull the plug. If, uh, if need you know, be, if, if need be, um, uh, and, we'll and see. yeah, I'm, I'm very, I'm cautiously optimistic. We'll see some football this year. I'm still a little bit concerned and, uh, yeah, you've got a month now to quarantine these guys and make sure that they're in that bubble because you've got to do it, but, um, hopefully we shall see. All right. Pat Bachelor. Morning Anchor at WDET. We always appreciate him being with us on the Craig Folly Show here on Deadline Detroit. And I appreciate the fact that you've decided to tune into the show today. Uh, you know, one of these days, one of these days, it would be really, really nice if Pat and I were super excited about another Lions victory and a team that was headed to the playoffs and maybe even a Super Bowl contention. I'm not holding my breath for that. But in the meantime, my life stays the same whether they win or lose. I always have to remind myself that so I don't get too upset and I keep my blood pressure down. All right. Thanks for listening. I do appreciate it. Uh, You know, tomorrow on the program, I do believe we're going to be getting an update on what is happening with the census here in Detroit. If you have not filled out your census form or you haven't answered the door to that person who's knocking, take care of it. They're not going to get any information that's going to hurt you in any way, shape, or form, but we need an accurate count to make sure we get all the federal bucks that we are entitled to here in Michigan. An undercount hurts us, especially, especially those that rely most on government services. So if you have not had a chance to do this, think about your fellow man. Think about the people in this region that are in need of some sort of assistance, some kind of help, some sort of program that is going to benefit them. Filling out your census goes a long way towards ensuring that we have the resources we need to make sure that those among us who need it get the help and support that they deserve. All right, keep that in mind. That's lecture for the day. Uh, I'd like to thank my sponsor, jamesolivercoffee.com. That's James Oliver Coffee. Uh, You can find them online, buy online, find them in some higher-end grocery stores here in Metro Detroit. Uh, They have subscriptions, too, so you get different kinds of coffee all the time, or you can just set it up to automatically renew. I am drinking the delicious uh, Alma Mater blend, and remember, um, for every uh, bag of that that you purchase, A portion of that purchase goes to the Detroit Public Schools Foundation, supporting 
those wonderful kids uh, in our city. So think about that, jamesolivercoffee.com. And remember, there is a promo code. If you use the promo code CFSHOW, you'll get 15% off your first order. Check it out. Fresh coffee is a big deal, and it's super delicious. Um, and now that most of us are home and making coffee at home instead of making that daily pilgrimage to Dunkin' or Starbucks or Tim Hortons or whatever, it's important to get the good stuff. All right, give yourself that little pleasure in life. Have a great day, everybody. We'll talk again tomorrow. The Craig Folly Show is made possible in part by Deadline Detroit. Deadline Detroit has some of the best journalists in the city. We're asking you to support independent local journalism by joining our $3 a month membership. By joining, you become eligible to win prizes, including tickets for sporting events and gift cards to some of Detroit's best restaurants. Just go to our website and click the ad at the top or go to www.deadlinedetroit.com slash membership.